0: does not walk in the wisdom of man, or stands in the path of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scoffer. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the wisdom of man, or stands in the path of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scoffer. But his delight is in the law of the Lord,
1: Hi there, welcome to the Kids Way Podcast. We are a podcast committed to helping kids stay in the way of the King. And if you've never heard of King Jesus, well get ready, you are going to love Him. We pray that you would also learn more about what it means to be on His narrow way. We also use various tools to encourage and teach, from fictional stories to scripture reading to music and sometimes even bringing in some kids to contribute. You can find us online at www.kidsway.ca, and there you will find links to our Facebook page and also other info about Kidsway. Before getting into today's episode, we want to thank Jamie Souls for allowing us to use his wonderful music collection. If you would like to check out more of Jamie's music, you can find him at soulmusic.ca. That's www.solmusic.ca. Well, let's get to the story. We pray you are encouraged and pointed to King Jesus through today's episode.
2: Hello, welcome back to Kids Way Podcast. I hope you had a great time this past weekend as we remembered the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as we talked about at our church here, for us as believers in Jesus Christ, every day is really celebrating and remembering the resurrection of Jesus. But it is nice to have a set-aside time to think about the cross of Christ, his coming, his dying, and all that that means for us, to really focus in and ask some questions about what was special about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Did you know that Jesus Christ isn't the first one to have risen from the dead? Back in the Old Testament, in the book of Kings, we find that Elisha, the prophet, raised a young boy from the dead. And at different times in the ministry of Jesus, we find that he too raised up people from the dead. There was the daughter of Jairus and there was the the young boy whose mother was so sad because her only son had died and Jesus raised him from the dead. And of course, one of the most famous stories about a resurrection in the life of Jesus is in John 11 when we have the resurrection of Lazarus, when Lazarus has been dead for several days and Jesus comes and everyone is weeping and sad, but Jesus uh, tells them to to believe upon him that he is the resurrection and the life. And, and he calls Lazarus' name, and Lazarus walks out of the tomb, even though he's still dressed in his grave clothes. And it is a, an amazing account of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. So we might ask the question, and we spent some time this past Sunday asking the question, What is unique about the resurrection of Jesus Christ? What makes it special? Well, we already know that he's not the first one to rise from the dead in history. And listen to a verse that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. And in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, Paul talks about Christ as the firstborn from the dead. So what do these writers mean? How is Jesus unique in his resurrection from others who have been raised from the dead? While there are many things we could talk about uh, in, in regards to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and why it is so unique, here are a few things for you to consider about the unique Work of Jesus Christ on the cross and also in his resurrection. We find in the book of Acts that the Apostle Peter is preaching to all those who have come to Jerusalem for the feast. Um, And it is at this time that the Holy Spirit would come at Pentecost and God would fill his uh, church, would fill his people with his Spirit. But uh, Paul says some very interesting things to the people about Jesus and some things we see set him apart as unique. Acts 2.24, Peter says this, God raised him up, loosing the pains of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. So Peter is saying that when Jesus Christ went into death, he was raised up because, in a way, he wasn't fit for death. He, he couldn't be held by death, and so God the Father raised Jesus up. Now, what is it about Jesus that makes him unfit for death? Well, one of the things is that Jesus was without sin. Jesus never broke the law of God. And the wages of sin, the wages of breaking God's law, we're told in the book of Romans, is death. The wages of sin is death. So, even though Jesus was atoning for our sin, that our sin was placed upon him and he died because of our guilt, Jesus himself was without sin. He was perfect. And so, death could not hold Jesus. And this is, Unique to Jesus Christ. Everybody else who died, even for those who were raised, they were not without sin. They died as an appropriate consequence of their sin. But not only was Jesus sinless and could not be held by death, but we find later, uh, as Peter goes on in his message there in Acts, he says in verse 25, For David says concerning him, Peter is quoting from Psalm 16, and he goes on to say, Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus, God raised up and of that we are all witnesses. So Jesus not only was sinless and could not be held by death, but Jesus also, uh, sorry, Peter says his flesh did not see corruption. He did not decay like others who had died. Because of Jesus' perfect sacrifice, his body was not given over to death and his soul was not cast into Hades and so we see this is unique about Jesus as well. Not only was he sinless, but he was not touched by decay. He did not see corruption even in his flesh. So a third, uh, a third thing that is very unique about the dying and rising of Jesus Christ that sets him apart from all others is that Jesus is the only one who could atone for our sin who could make payment for our sin. For you see, God is just. And because God is just and perfect, he must punish sin. Like a good judge in court, if a criminal comes before him and asks for mercy, the judge must execute the law. He must punish crimes. And God is the same. He must punish crimes against his law, and we are all guilty of breaking his law. So Jesus Christ is the only one who can pay for our sin as our perfect sacrifice. Paul says in Romans 5, verse 6, he says, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly, So we are made right because Jesus died in our place. And no other person in history was able to pay for sins of others because they themselves were guilty. And so this is unique about Jesus Christ. And uh, in Romans 4, uh, verse 24, it says, Well, back up to verse 23. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. And he's talking about how Abraham had faith and believed God and righteousness was counted to him. And then it says it will be counted to us who believe in him who raised Jesus from the dead, our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So the dying of Jesus is The payment for our sin, but his rising again declares that the payment is finished, it's complete, and God can forgive all those who call upon Jesus. So, not only is Jesus the sinless one, and not only did Jesus not see corruption, he did not see decay, but Jesus also is the only one who could atone for sin, who could make that payment to God the Father. On our behalf. And fourthly, and we'll end with this one, is that Jesus Christ is the firstborn. He is unique in his resurrection because he is the only one who has risen in a glorified body. Now, this is truly amazing that everyone else who Jesus raised from the dead, whether it was Lazarus or whether it was the young girl who was raised and given back to her daddy, they all would have died again at some point. They were not given a new heavenly body, a new glorified body. But Jesus Christ was raised as a glorified man. And he, in that sense, Paul says, stands As the first fruits. And like we read from 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ the first fruits, and then it says, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So we are still waiting for Jesus to come back to earth to glorify our bodies to give us these new heavenly bodies and also creation. We're told in Romans 8, 18 and following that creation will be made new as well. So you might think, well, what's that going to be like? I mean, what, what is a new body going to be like in Jesus? If he's the only one who has that new body now, even in heaven, people are still waiting for this heavenly, heavenly body. Later on in 1 Corinthians, Paul says this, and he he compares it to a plant um, about the, the new resurrection. He says in verse 35, But someone will ask, How are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come You foolish person, Paul says in verse 36, What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So Paul is comparing this glorification to that of a seed. Have you ever put a seed into the ground? and watched a plant grow up out of the soil and get big and strong. And maybe if it's a vegetable like peas or something like lettuce, that it will produce leaves and and vegetables or maybe even fruit that you can eat. And how different the plant is from that little seed that was put into the ground that dies. And Paul is saying in the same way, our body, is like a seed in comparison to the new body that we will have when Christ returns. And so Jesus is unique in this way, that he is the first one to receive this new body. And even in heaven, Jesus stands as the God-man in his glorified body. And so I hope this helps you understand a little bit more about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and why it was so unique. And of course, we know that Jesus Christ did not uh, have a beginning like you and I, um, that Jesus, before he became a man, we're told in John 1 that he was with God and he was God. And so Jesus Christ joins to his divine nature, his human nature, when he became a baby, in the manger, but in Jesus' resurrection, he still is the God-man. He still has a body, even though it is glorified. Well, thank you for tuning in today. And I know this is a lot to think about and uh, some pretty heavy uh, stuff to consider in the word of God about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But how amazing to see Jesus, who is the unique one, who has been raised from the dead, but who was without sin and is without sin, who never saw corruption as a result of death, Jesus, who alone could pay for our sins against God and who was raised uh, for our justification, and we see Jesus who received that new glorified body. I pray you have a great rest of your day and that you continue to love the lord jesus and learn lots about him see you next time
0: in the day and night Chop which the